So if you've lived in this town for any amount of time, you've certainly realized that Anchorage drivers are flat out crazy. <laughs> Even on my short 12-minute drive to tonight's show, I had six different people pull out in front of me and cut me off. But rather than use this venue to rant on and on about my personal pet peeves, I want to share a story with you about the man who taught me how to drive here in Anchorage in the 1980s, and that's my dad. So if you have the opportunity to meet my dad, you'll come away with the impression that he's the calmest, mellowest, most buttoned-down individual you'll ever have the chance to meet. I can honestly tell you I've only heard my dad raise his voice a few times in my whole life and I've absolutely never heard him curse. Dad's worked for over 45 years as a psychiatrist here in Anchorage, so he's seen and heard a lot, and he's not easily rattled. But there's always been one aspect of my dad's behavior where he tends to be flat-out reckless, and that's when he gets behind the wheel. <laughs> one spring morning, when I was 13... So I didn't have my learner's permit yet, but I was starting to notice the driving habits of the adults in my life and noticing that my dad was much more aggressive of a driver than any other driver that I had ever ridden with. <clears throat> my family was traveling northbound on the Minnesota Bypass, um, right next to Westchester Lagoon. It was a nasty spring day with a mixture of rain and snow falling from the sky some standing water on the road combined with that mix of sand, gravel, trash, and dog poop that makes Anchorage spring so special. <clears throat> and it was in this environment that Dad had the opportunity to utilize one of his signature driving moves because we were being tailgated. Now, my dad handles tailgaters in a number of ways. The most benign is he will reduce his rate of travel to annoyingly slow. <laughs> trying to send the message that no matter how closely you tailgate him, it will not force him to speed up. In the mental health professions, we call this type of behavior passive-aggressive. <laughs> now, when that wouldn't work, Dad does have a plan B. And plan B involves him gradually speeding up just enough to lure the other driver into thinking the tailgating is working when he slams on the brakes without warning, causing the other driver to have to resort to evasive maneuvers to avoid a collision. So on this particular day, I don't remember the slowing down maneuver because really dad did that a lot, so it wouldn't really register. But... Whenever he would follow a slowdown with a gradual acceleration, I would like to look out the back window of the small Honda Prelude that we traveled in because my brother and I needed to be ready to brace for impact. <laughs> and on this occasion, it was not a regular vehicle tailgating us. It was a giant black and chrome pickup truck with wheels that seemed huge and a homemade welded triple bumper and massive fog lights. And from a few feet in front of that, it was very visually intimidating to me. But not to my dad, nope. He just slammed on the brakes. 
And the driver of the other vehicle, who from this point on I will refer to as Mr. Lumberjack, <laughs> managed to swerve, avoid us, avoid ending up in Westchester Lagoon, but he was cattywampus on the sh shoulder of the road. Now, I couldn't see Mom's expression, but I imagine that she rolled her eyes, and my brother and I went back to reading our books while Dad continued north on Minnesota. He took a right at 15th and moved into the left-hand lane, where we eventually had to stop at G Street because there was a red light. I distinctly remember not just hearing but feeling the rumble of the pickup truck as it pulled up next to us in the right-hand lane. My brother and I looked out the passenger window, fully expecting to see an angry facial expression, maybe a shaking fist, possibly even a middle finger, because we got that a lot when Dad was driving. <laughs> but no, Mr. Lumberjack was not content to rant from inside his truck cab. He threw open the door, leapt across the lane, and ripped open Mom's passenger door. He proceeded to lean across my mom with his right hand, with his arm on the console, basically pinning her in her seat, while he began poking my dad in the shoulder. <laughs> we also learned about Mr. Lumberjack that he smelled horrible and that he chewed tobacco, because as he was screaming, there's just nasty spit flying from his mouth all over the car. I told you my dad's a calm guy, right? Well, you would think even he would react in this situation, but no. He proceeded to stare straight ahead. <laughs> what my brother, mom, and I didn't know was that dad was not disassociating. He was watching the side light from the corner of his eye. And when he saw that light change from green to yellow, he calmly turned to Mr. Lumberjack, but he didn't address him directly. No, he said to my mom, Martha, duck, I'm going for my gun. <laughs> he swung around, reached under his seat between my feet, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, Dad, you can't do this. And he draws down, double-handed, pointing right at Mr. Lumberjack's head. Lumberjack was smarter than he looked and threw himself down into the slush and the gravel and the dog poop. And at that point... The light went, the side street light went from yellow to red, and Dad left one foot on the brake while adding gas with the other foot, creating a rooster tail of even more slush and snow. And now it's just covering Lumberjack while cars are piling up behind him and honking. My brother and I didn't know whether to be terrified or totally impressed. But what really took our breath away was when we looked at Dad's weapon, now laying in Mom's lap, only to see it was not a 45, but a rolled-up Sunday edition of the Anchorage <laughs> Daily News. LAUGHTER